The scripture lesson today is 1 Corinthians 12, 1 to 11. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that you, know that you were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols. However, you were led. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed, and no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. There are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another the workings of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of gifts, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. It's a blessing to, to move into this time of Advent with you. And it's, we move into this prayer leading into our first sermon of Advent. I, I want to share with you, I, I'm excited of celebrating this in so many different ways. You know, here at North Coast United Methodist Church, we've started an outdoor prayer service as we still respect the reality of COVID-19 and still find ways to join together, social distanced, and and uh, respecting the realities and needs of the world. We will be celebrating Advent in a new way. This is the first year that I have moved into tackling this this video production, and I'm glad I'm not doing it alone with uh, Julianne Bradford, our social media director, as well as my dear daughter who is helping me produce and record these videos. Well, we have some realities in our, our life that we get to experience Advent in a new way, and I'm just so, I'm excited for it. I'll share with you, and and this is an honest uh, moment of honesty and transparency with you. When when we didn't have Easter services in person this year, 2020, at North Coast United Methodist Church, I I was not looking forward to Christmas. What a blessing that we still had at Easter, though, with the the blessing of the music that was provided for us by our music director, Jen Nolan, and and her family. Uh, What a beautiful Easter presentation that we had. And there's there's been so much of this journey that I have been on as an individual, that I, I have been finding myself in a place of longing and waiting for, for something big and magnificent to take place, uh, a freeing moment that I have started to miss at times the blessings that are a part of the journey. And what a, what a beautiful reminder of that as we come to, to Advent. Uh, this this very uh, sort of negative thing in my life, still looking for the 
gifts and the graces and the reality of Jesus Christ in a, in a new reality. And being in places of hurt and longing for things that I haven't been able to have, but, but looking at it from this eyes, from the eyes of Advent, and being able to look backwards through it, there have been so many beautiful blessings that have still happened. And through that longing and waiting, we will have a beautiful blessing to come of whatever our new normal will become. Let's hold everything that I just shared as we talk about the candle of hope today. The first candle that we are lighting on this 2020 Advent journey is the candle of hope. Hope can do so many things. Hope cuts through the darkness. Hope gives us an image of the ways things could be, the way things could transform. Hope gives us this image of possibilities that we can work for and strive for. But here's the beauty of beautiful part of it. We're not just given those things. We go on this journey, and as we go on the journey, as we grow and as we transform, as each light of these candles add to each other and becomes brighter and brighter and cuts through the darkness anymore, we see the possibility of transformation. What a beautiful image to hold on to. Because it's the reality of the historical Advent story. Let's go back to once upon a time as individuals who were still waiting for the coming Messiah. As the individuals stood and wait for a promise that they have been waiting years upon years upon years to come to completion and we move into this moment as we start to light the candles each week as they've waited for an image of hope as they waited for an image of joy, love, and peace to come into their lives, when we finally get to that place in their story on Christmas morning, that Jesus Christ is born, and Jesus Christ came to become the fulfillment of the promise, and to become the one who would be the living, breathing embodiment of God on earth, Emmanuel, God with us, and be the culmination of love, joy, peace, hope, joined together into one light to shine to the greater world. Those two stories that I shared with you, my story since Easter, and the story of, story of the reality that's taken place during this time of the Advent journey, they bind together. And as we look at our Christian life, we are continuing to see how our reality in the moment combines with the reality of the history of our faith. And we can see through the forebearers of our practice that there is a place of hope that we will all reach and we will all achieve. See, we live in this history, specifically this faith history of waiting for 
the next hope. We are waiting for the next major event. As we go all the way back to the Exodus journey, as we look at the Israelites fleeing their captivity, fleeing their place of slavery to move on to the promised land, they are immediately in this place of waiting. It's a long journey that they're on. A very long journey. As we've shared in recent sermons, their journey is so long that at one moment, those that are on the journey with Moses and Aaron actually go to them angry. And they actually share with them that they they, they despise the fact that they started to go on this journey with them, that they actually begin to have sympathy for their past And they share with Moses that things were better with our when we were enslaved than they are when we're on this journey. You are leading us to a place of starvation. And at least when that we were enslaved, we knew that we would have food. There is a place of waiting that's in that journey story in Exodus. There's a place of waiting and longing. And as we know, they make it to this promised land and they get to see the blessings of their journey, but they have to go through the journey to get there. We begin to see the reality of this as we talk about those who are in the journey of waiting for the coming Messiah. We talk about individuals who still feel lost and forgotten by the leaders. We begin to see the stories and the accounts of the individuals who feel that they have nothing to do but to suffer under the strength of those who have all of the power. And they begin to wonder, will there ever truly be someone who can set us free? They are on This journey. And the one thing that keeps that journey going is the hope that that Messiah will come. The Messiah that embodies the lights of hope, love, joy, and peace. The Messiah who is Emmanuel, God with us. And the one who comes to truly set us free to give us a new way and a new hope, a new normal. We exist in that, in that narrative at this time. We, we have been separated, not just in person, but in many ways we've been separated from lives that we have become comfortable with. We have been separated from things that in many ways bring us joy and brings us moments of peace in our lives. We have been separated from traditional practices that we have become so accustomed to that they, they are a part of our DNA of faith. We begin to see that in this journey, we have to figure out how to step away from one land of understanding, like the Israelites on their journey to the promised land, 
like our faith forebearers who had to go through a journey of re-understanding things so that they could get to a place that they could see the presence of the Messiah born in the world. We're on this place that in many ways and many trials and many uh, force refocusing that we're having to look for hope in a new way. We're needing to look for the light of hope through a darkness that we just don't understand. And sometimes that light is shining right before us and we just don't see that it's there. Let's look at the reality of the birth of Jesus Christ and let's look at the reality of what many people may have been looking for in their Advent journey that would have brought the light of hope for their places. When we look at our dear friends who have been on this journey waiting for the coming of the Messiah, especially those friends who have felt locked away and, and forgotten and have felt the struggle of dealing with people who have power, keeping that power from themselves even at the expense of others, they are looking for someone who is a big, powerful leader and is ready to overthrow the oppressors and to set them free. But what they get doesn't fit that image. Almost to the extent that what they get, they don't understand what it is in the moment. And they get in this place that they have to go on this journey with it to fully understand it and to fully begin to see that Emmanuel... God with us, is the Messiah who has come to set us free. It's what I love about the story of Jesus Christ. It's what I love about the reality that Jesus Christ is God in flesh and walks with us and lives with us and interacts with us. Because even God understood that for us to truly find our place in this new hope, we needed to go on a journey with God to understand the light of the hope that has come with us. This baby born in Bethlehem may not have immediately been the great warrior, the great political leader that so many people thought that he would be, but it is through the reality of Jesus Christ's birth that God begins to go on a 33-year journey with His people, to walk side by side with His people, to experience the aches and the pains, the worries and the fears of His people, so that everyone could truly understand through the journey with Christ to know that Christ was truly the answer. It's the personal experience. It's what I love about our faith traditions like Advent, like Lent. It's those times that we truly take time to purposely focus on what it means to purposely focus on the reality that God is with us and the perfect Purposely focus, to purposely focus on what it means to know 
that God is walking side by side with us, hand in hand with us, and God is on this journey. When we take those moments of of self-respective reflection to shift our perspective, to truly look to see the presence of God, we can begin to see the presence of God. And all these other faith journeys, as I just shared with you, the movement of the Israelite people to the promised land, there were places that they felt so much disconnect that they would have preferred to go back to the beginning, but they found the strength and the light of hope to keep going. As we look at the people who were waiting for the Messiah, waiting for the one to set them free from the oppressors and to become the one that truly takes rule to turn power over and empower those who have felt disempowered. They needed to go on a journey with that Messiah to truly see the presence and to understand that presence. What we celebrate this first week with the light of hope is God's willingness to journey with us. God's willingness to interact with us. God's willingness to step off the throne of heaven and to walk side by side with us and to feel the worries, the fears, the aches, the pains, to cry, to laugh, to celebrate. To be with us. And it's through that interaction and the being with us that we begin to understand the light of hope and we begin to see what it means to be a truly active and interactive part of a greater story. Each week, as we move through this Advent celebration, our hope is going to build Each week as we move through this Advent celebration, our light of hope that exists within us is going to become brighter and brighter because we are going to go on a journey with God just like God went through a journey with us. And the more that we celebrate the hopes, the love, the joy, the peace, that light gets brighter and brighter. We see our places on this journey. And when we get to Christmas Day, we can shout joy to the world. The Lord has come. Our earth receives a king. And we can celebrate that king because we understand each of the identities that makes that king important the hope, the love, the joy, the peace, that one light of Christ that we inherit, that we shine to the greater world so that we can continue this journey as the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. And the more ways that we can chip away at the darkness and shine the light of hope in other lives, that Advent story gets bigger, the light gets brighter, the community finds ways of sharing love and peace with others. And that hope just will not be stopped. 
And when that hope isn't stopped, there is joy to the world that we can just cherish and love. Hold on to these prayers as we light these candles each week. Hold on to these prayers as we go through our Advent journey. We are on a journey. And that journey does not stop until the Redeemer sets us free. May the hope of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. God is hope. Amen. We'd like to have the opportunity to get to know you. Please email us at ncumcinfo at gmail.com. And if you've been enjoying our services online, please email us. Please say hello. Again, that's ncumcinfo at gmail.com. And also, if you'd like to give to our church, please go to northcoastumc.org and click on the Give button. Again, that's northcoastumc.org and click on the Give button. Thank you for joining us.